The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Let's get started. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. This is Geek Counter Geek. Geeks! With Misty Callahan and Keith Conrad. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Let the record show it's never a good idea to try something new. Because uh, I decided I would I would play the intro and everything while we're recording this. And uh, only I have headphones on, so only I can hear it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and it caused... I, I, I think it caused our first fight. No, I don't think so. You can't have a fight with only one person, Keith. Because here I was, I was over here minding my business. You were just... According to my world over here, you were just staring at me weirdly. So I was just entertaining myself and singing a song. So I would say no, not our first fight. It was just you just neglected to say, hey, I'm going to play something really quick. So be so be quiet. You said zero and you just stared at me. So I didn't know what was going on. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Our, our first moment of confusion. How about that? Okay, well, and, we've we've been confused at one another more than once. Well, that's 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 true. Yeah. Uh, so a lot has happened since the last episode of the Shizo. Um, we got married. We did. So it's so that, official. So that was, yeah, that was uh, that was something that happened. That was something that happened. Um, we had our first virtual wedding, and it was a vir- well. Hopefully, our only virtual one, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you never saw an inter- a virtual wedding before, uh, we do have a, a link that we can post with uh, with this episode or something or other. You guys can check it out. Um, it's not very long; it's like twenty minutes because, <laughs> like, there's nobody there, so it's fine. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's streamlined to just the good stuff, basically. Yeah. Which I'm fine with, you know, honestly. I mean, you know, a lot of the weddings that I've been to in the past have been like over an hour long. And, you know, while you're happy for the couple and you're waiting for the open bar, at the same time, it's just like, wow, that that was a lot just to get to that point. So we cut out all the mumbo jumbo and we just went straight for the good stuff. And it's 20 minutes long. Overall, though, I think it was a it was a hit. We had how many people watched it? Like about eight hundred. No, about eleven hundred at, yeah. at this point. Eleven hundred people watched it. Not trying to brag or anything, but I think personally, from my perspective, um, the cutest thing about it was people who took selfies of themselves while watching it. And um, so I thought that was really cool. We're going to print out those pictures and kind of post them on the wall too. So. Um, if you have not yet done that, please definitely check out our wedding. Take a selfie of yourself watching our wedding and, um, yeah, we'll just add to the scrapbook. Yeah, it, uh, I, it, it, uh, I I think it all turned out, uh, as well as could be expected for a, a quarantine wedding that had to be done with, uh, what, what was it? Fewer than 10 people, I think. Yeah, uh, ten or less. Um, yeah. We did it with six, <clears throat> so that that's not bad. That isn't bad. 
and I enjoyed myself. You know, our, our reception, quote unquote, uh, was coffee and donuts. So it was a very, very nice wedding. I would. Uh, it was I, unique. I would it was unique. You know. It was nice, and of the fact that it's like it was, <clears throat> there was no uh, pulling out my hair or anything. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, one thing that uh, – I'm not sure if we've talked about whether or not uh, you enjoyed it uh, is uh, Jurassic Park – Jurassic World, sorry, Fallen Kingdom, the most recent mm-hmm. uh, entry. Did you enjoy that one? Was that the one where they had like <clears throat> the uh, – they were in like the big gerbil balls? Uh, well, actually, at island. one point they, they were in the gerbil balls. This is the, this is the sequel. So there was Jurassic World – Mm-hmm. Where they were in the uh, in the park and things went wrong as they tend to do in it, dinosaur okay, parks. Okay, wait, wait. Is it like it started off on the island? The island was exploding, and they ended up at a house. <clears throat> yes, that's okay, the one. Okay, so I was down with it until it went to the house. I mean, I understand what they were trying to do, um, and there was like a concept in that part that I did enjoy. And in fact, I I actually took that concept and I applied it to my upcoming indie comic where Ooh. it's like uh instead of a you know a nuclear cold war it's a biological cold war ah, nice. so i took that idea because i thought that was really fascinating that being said i know a lot of people had issues with the 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 island part you know it was just so unbelievable this and the other thing that was far more enjoyable to me than the house part. Yeah, I would agree it with that. I, I actually thought that the the part on the island was, uh, you know, both getting to the island and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when they were actually on the island, I thought that was actually pretty decent, mm-hmm. and it uh, it it allowed you to revisit it without actually like being a replay of the Jurassic Park sequel, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it felt like. Um, like maybe they had a half to three quarters of a movie mm-hmm. with that, and they they had to come up with something to fill the rest of the time, and that's what they came up with, and that was yeah, that like didn't work out the so well. uh, super velociraptor <laughs> that was chasing them around the house. That was stupid. I'm like, you know what, this is dumb. Um, not really caring. Um, and then like the little child that was a that's a clone, you know, saving the dinosaurs. They're just not me. You know, I, I mean, I get it, okay, but at the same time, I was just, ugh, this is just boring. So overall, meh. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the world responded with a pretty resounding meh. But uh, they are making a third one. Oh, Lord. Because uh, they have to. And and one of the uh, biggest disappointments that emerged from the movie was the fact that uh, Jeff Goldblum was in it, mm-hmm. but he had, like, two speeches uh, in front of some legislative body, mm-hmm. and that was basically it. And uh, so people were very disappointed because he was all over the marketing for the movie. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to actually, you know, do the movie, he basically just had a cameo in it. Yeah. And uh, they've announced that uh, Sam Neill and uh, uh, Laura Dern are going to be in the third one. Mm-hmm. But Sam Neill was interviewed, and he said that they actually have uh, big roles in it. Like, it's not just a cameo. They actually, the three of them actually play a role in what what happens in the story. So maybe that's a good sign. Maybe that means things will be a little bit better in this one. 
I don't, I'm not holding my breath. You know, um, I, listen, listen, listen. I love watching dinosaurs eat people as much as the next person. We all do. But, you know, at, at some point, like, let let the let it retire. Let, mm-hmm. let Just let the franchise retire. Thank you. Or, or just redo it. Yeah. I don't know if I like, would ha- could handle a reboot at this point. Oh, no, I, I think they'd have to wait a little while to do a reboot. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, there's no reason they couldn't do that and maybe make it a little bit closer to the book. Uh, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I let, let me put it to you this way, Misty. Uh-huh. Assuming that society is not collapsed and people are actually allowed to go into movie theaters when this movie comes out. Yeah. Which I believe is a year from now. It's June uh, 20, 2021. Uh, I believe we'll be going to, to go see that. I'm, I'm just saying. That's fine. I'm all for watching, like I said, dinosaurs eat people. But, you know, I'm not I'm not stoked about it. <laughs> I mean, I've just been, listen, listen. Call me like a jilted uh, jilted woman. You know, you've let me down so many times, Jurassic Park. There's only so many, how many times can I crawl, come crawling back to you before you let me down again? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, that's uh I, that that's not a ringing endorsement, but uh, you didn't say no, we're not going to we're not going to see the movie. Again, so Again, I'll watch Dinosaurs Eat People is fine. So so is there like a a minimum that you're shooting for? Like you need to see at least one person get eaten or is it two? What what's what's the number you're shooting for? Um at least a few. Um but here's the thing though. Uh you know, there's this Twitter account that I follow now, like Extinct Animals, it's called. And what would be interesting, even though it is Jurassic Park, if it would be, it would be fascinating if they started grabbing animals that are extinct from other eras. Because if you go to the that Twitter account, like I said, called Extinct Animals, there is absolute nightmare fuel in there. Like wide, like terror birds, the ones that walked on two legs that uh, were in South America. They actually came up to North America for a time. Um, They were massive. They were, like, bigger than ostriches. Not by much, I don't think. But they had massive beaks, and they ran really fast. They didn't fly. They just... They were terror birds, you know? You know what I mean? I think it would be funny if somebody brought back uh, dodos, Mm -hmm. you know, because they they went extinct Mm -hmm. fairly recently, and so people have... uh, you know, fond feelings for the dodo birds. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think they actually went, may have gone extinct like during the time that the United States has been around. Mm-hmm. So obviously people would be pro dodo birds. And then it turns out that like nobody knew it uh, because nobody wrote it down. But dodo birds like like shoot acid out of their, <laughs> out of their beaks. And it turns out that they're, they're horrible animals that yeah. nobody would possibly want around. Uh, I, I think that would be kind of funny. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe we so, can do that. So basically, like I said, it would be kind of interesting if they started, you know, getting other mm-hmm. animals that are extinct, that are from other eras, you know, that uh, they're absolutely horrifying. Basically. Okay. Yeah that, yeah. that that works for me. Mm-hmm. And what also works for you and me are the headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio. Oh, they do work for me. Yes. They have. 
They have key features like eight colors and styles that are available, mic'd and non-mic'd versions. They're designed to sound great for music and talk. And they have a noise-reducing design and a lifetime warranty. So definitely check them out at www.tweakedaudio.com. And use discount code GCG at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. Anywhere in the world, even Jurassic World. Free shipping anywhere. Exactly. So uh, like the rest of, uh, of the world, I mean, literally like the rest of planet Earth, <clears throat> uh, you and I watched Hamilton yes. as soon as it was available mm-hmm. on, uh, on Disney+. Plus. <clears throat> and uh, your first thoughts on Hamilton? It is worth the hype. I, I actually really enjoyed it. And here's the thing. With me in musicals, I'm very hit or miss. Um... Because I don't, just on a personal level, I don't like my story being sung at me, you know. Um, And and it is weird, uh, you know, like, like it it would be interesting to learn, like, how that became a thing. Yeah. Like, like I I actually do like them from, like, a production standpoint and everything. But that would, like, they don't have to be singing. Like, I just Mm -hmm. just like live theater. Like, I, I think that's cool. But how did it become, hey, every other conversation that we have uh, in this story is going to be sung? That I don't understand. It's not and, even every other conversation. Well, yeah, it's in, every in, conversation. In, in Hamilton, like, there is no book. There's just, it's just singing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that is, that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, seems to me a little bit less weird than we're having a normal conversation and then suddenly we start singing, and then we go back to having a normal conversation. Like, it makes a little bit more sense if you just mm-hmm. decide, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell this story in song rather than switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I, I will uh, give uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda credit for that one. And, yeah. and any other musical that's, that's yeah. structured that way. Yeah, so um, overall, you know, I know like a lot of people had um, some feelings uh, of trepidation, shall we say, when it comes to a musical that's kind of like what's st- hip-hop styled, I guess, with a lot of right. rap. Um, but it actually isn't. Yeah, I mean, th- there's elements of it in there, but there's still like a lot of traditional um, just singing, I guess, musical right. theater singing, yeah. whatever you but, like. Like you the, uh, uh, the the cabinet meetings, uh, yes. what, once the United things. States is, is founded, is actually kind of like set up it's as like a, rap a rap battle. Yeah, it's a rap like, battle. They, they literally bring out microphones yeah. and, and everything, which is... Uh, uh, which is really cool. Now, um, but overall, like I, I wouldn't say it's really a a, a rap thing. It's just uh, I, I think the music is just a little bit more modern. Yeah, I, I think that would be a, mm-hmm. a a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but I but I don't think that you would have to be a hip hop fan to like the music. I think it's it's generally something most people are going to like. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, like we I could probably it. walk in uh, uh, all of our all of our parents to to go mm-hmm. see it, and I think they'd like it just fine. Yeah. Um, so all of that to say, um, I thought the music was great. Um, I really felt that the gentleman that played Jefferson, all right, in the production stole the show absolutely like he came in like after like you know the the revolutionary war he's like hey i've been in monticello this whole time what i miss and it was hilarious it was just like the whole 
you know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, complain that it was not historically accurate or whatever. It's it's fiction. People just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Um, that being said, it was just they, it had its you know moving moments. You know when. Uh, Hamilton's son died, and you know, in a duel, fighting for his father's honor. You know, um, had you know moments where it's just like it was exciting, and then it had like just really fun and funny moments too. So I think overall, it really does deserve all the hype that it gets. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, uh, to me, the the two things that uh, were completely unexpected that I really liked were. Uh, the King of England, uh, King George oh, III. Yes. I thought he oh, was. My gosh. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, every time he he popped up on on the screen, I thought it was uh, thought it was wonderful. And uh, as you mentioned, Thomas Jefferson. I thought, like th- those are things that uh, in in hearing friends talk about it mm-hmm. uh, online, none of no one had ever mentioned uh, King George III or Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. as you know, like like. We would assume at least Thomas Jefferson's there, uh, but nobody had ever mentioned it as being really a highlight of it. At least, at least in, in the things that I had seen, people people yeah. talking about uh, about Hamilton. So, so that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, overall, I would say uh, it's definitely worth uh, worth checking out, uh, especially now that it's uh, it's streaming online and you don't have to pay uh, either. Uh, you don't have to get a second mortgage to get tickets. Uh, or, or even or that, it's like list. you have to like wait years in advance, like yeah. just to get a ticket. So definitely stream it. I, I like I said, I enjoyed it, and I'm not really a musical kind of person. I'm not really one for them. But like, I went to go see uh, Miss Saigon live. Mm-hmm. That's the one where they bring the helicopter in, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> um, like I said, this is probably the other quote unquote live uh, musical that I've seen. And uh, probably the last one I had seen uh, uh, live was actually Titanic the musical. Not oh, surprising right. for Not anybody surprising. who knows me. Yeah. Uh, and that one, the uh, the music is actually really good, but like the uh, uh, like the the pre- the visual presentation is kind of lousy. Mm, okay. Like most of what they show of. Like, uh, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe it's because I saw like the, the traveling version in, uh, in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but really like the sets were just like a few railings and that was it. Like throughout the whole, the whole musical, like, I, I'm not expecting you to rebuild the Titanic on stage, but give me, give me something a little bit more than just, uh, just some railings. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, so that was a, mm-hmm. that was a little disappointing. Still, actually, the 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 music is uh, is pretty good, and and like the acting was very good. It's just the the sets let me down. Yeah, maybe because I'm a Titanic snob, but overall, a little bit of they, that, a little bit down. of that. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I really enjoyed Hamilton. So, if I can get more musicals to kind of be in that format, I, I'll, I I'd, I'd go see them. So I, I bring this uh, topic up because uh, it was 4th of July uh, uh-huh. yesterday as, as we're recording this, so over the weekend when you actually hear it, um, and because this actually came up last week when a friend of mine uh, was posting about, it, about the movie on social media, uh, kind of comparing the 
uh, you know, Hamilton with the Patriot. What? From from uh, 2000. And uh, I, I just have to say, and this is really, this whole topic is just a, uh, a uh, an excuse for me to, to throw out there that that may be the, the worst. worst movie the ever. worst the worst patriotic movie yes ever yeah so what so that is your worst patriotic movie what would be like patriotic independence day i guess would be oh the the, yeah. the documentary about when will smith saved us from the aliens yeah yeah would, the, would that be the best one it's not really a patriotic movie. That's sort of a well. Uh, I'm saying like an Independence Day, Revolutionary War kind of thing, you know, because that's the entire premise of the Patriot, where he was fighting in the Revolutionary yeah, War. They got literally everything wrong in in the Patriot. Yeah, they got everything wrong in that one. So, if the Patriot is the worst, what would be the best? That's a really good question, and uh, that, that's sort of what I was thinking of with this. Is, um, you know, it, it's a it's something that everybody learns about, but I, I don't think there's really a great, you know, pop culture representation of the Revolutionary War. I think we're, I think we still uh, still need that. Huh. Well, you know, I will point out to everyone that uh, this was the first year that I por- partook in the Keith Conrad t- tradition of watching a. Um, Fourth of July esque movie, and that was watching Jaws. Well, that that is a Fourth of July movie. Yeah, um, I don't know if you, well, I mean you're you're out there killing sharks, so that might be patriotic. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I don't in think, some ways. Yeah, I don't think patriotic. anyone would anyone would call Jaws a patriotic <laughs> movie, but it, it's a so so in 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 much the same way that uh, you know many people consider Die Hard to be a Christmas movie yeah. because it takes place. During Christmas. During Christmas. That's why Jaws is a 4th of July movie, because it, it takes place during yeah. the 4th of July. So, that being said, um, now, I, yeah, I, say, I don't think there is, like, a really good pop culture, you know, influ- influencing, you know, Revolutionary War movie. I mean, well, I, I will say that the Tom Hanks uh, produced documentary, uh, John Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever seen that? It was on. Uh, it was on HBO. Uh, it's really good. I mean, it's from the same like creative sort of team that did uh, Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, John Adams was <laughs> was probably one of the most disliked uh, of the founding fathers mm-hmm. for various reasons. Um, and so he. He definitely was not explored in in any depth in any anything that had been made previously, and so most people didn't know a whole lot about him. But he's he's the second president. He was the first vice president, so he's a significant figure, and that's really good. I think from a a historical perspective, I think it's as far as I know, it's mostly accurate. Mm-hmm. So, and I I will say that uh, uh, Hamilton is definitely not a villain in that in that story, but mm-hmm. he's pretty disliked in, yeah. in that story because, you know, Adams and, uh, and, and, and Jefferson, they had their own kerfuffle later mm-hmm. on. Uh, but, uh, they both, uh, had a pretty keen dislike of, uh, 
of uh, of Hamilton, which is which is interesting because like Adams and Jefferson were more like more in the political end of things, making things happen politically. Uh-huh. And uh, Washington and Hamilton were more, you know, mm. fighting it out with the Redcoats. So I don't know, maybe that had something to do with it. But John Adams is probably the best. It's it's not like th- that's like an an eight part miniseries though, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's something that you're you're watching in one sitting. No. Um, so yeah, I guess all of that to say, what I would love to see is like maybe a Tom Hanks you know, produced just movie about the Revolutionary War. It, that was, so it has to be produced by Tom Hanks? If he's not a producer, you're out? Well, no, not necessarily that. But, you know, if Tom Hanks is on it, then, like, the quality would be decent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, make, have it be accurate because, you know... Um, a, a lot of the Revolutionary War movies aren't very accurate, um, right, like uh, going back to the Patriot, yeah, that, that hot mess. That was a mess. Um, nobody ever locked an entire town in a church and burned it down mm-hmm. until the Nazis. The Nazis did that. Yeah. If the British had done that, mm-hmm. you would know about it. You yeah. wouldn't have been learning about it in in the Patriot. That didn't happen. Yeah, there. That there's a lot of that movie that also was just... there wasn't one mm-hmm. farm in South Carolina that decided. You know what? Everybody else owns people. I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm just going to like have mm-hmm. free African Americans running my farm. No, that didn't ha- that no, didn't happen. That didn't happen either. Yeah. But like I was said, if as far as Revolutionary War movies would be concerned, I would love to see you know maybe the perspective of African Americans fighting in the Revolutionary War because they did. They did, yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I believe that the. Uh, um, th- there was an African American uh, man killed at the Boston Massacre, and I Isn't believe like he, he was the first one killed. The first one killed, yeah. yeah. I forget what his name is off the top of my head. Forgive me, guys. Well, well clearly we need a Tom Hanks produced exactly. only Tom Hanks or overall <laughs> a Tom Hanks produced uh, yeah. movie about the Boston mm-hmm. Massacre. Which, by the way, the Boston mm-hmm. Massacre actually does uh, factor into the uh, into the John Adams miniseries. Mm. Because uh, John Adams was not only there, he was in Boston at the time, uh, but he ended up defending the, uh, the, the Redcoats involved in court. <gasps> OMG, John Adams. So, You're a traitor. So I, well, no, he did it because, mm-hmm. like, that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. e- even before America existed, that was our thing, that everybody mm-hmm. should, be, should get a fair, uh, get fair, a fair trial. trial. That, that, yeah, that's yeah. all he was doing. He, he wasn't saying they... They, you know, didn't do it. Mm-hmm. He was saying they they deserved a fair trial. Now, a lot of people were pretty mad at him about that, but like still, <laughs> right? Like, like you just now. No, um, it's fine. It's all right, John Adams. I'll I'll look the other way because you're just you're trying to do the right thing. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, by the way, I, uh, you know who plays John Adams in the miniseries is Paul Giamatti. Ooh, so it's, mm-hmm. it's very. Okay. Uh, definitely unexpected casting on that one. So, but but it's really good. As a matter of fact, maybe we should uh, mm-hmm. maybe we should check it out and uh, and then uh, reconvene, and re- reconvene, and maybe uh, do a little a little thing mm-hmm. about it for for patrons. Sweet. And uh, yeah, if you guys have watched it, you know, let us know what you think of that mini series on John Adams. 
hit us up at Geek Counter Geek on the Twitter, or you know, you can hit me and Keith up directly at Misty A. Callahan or Keith R. Conrad. And yes, it's still Callahan. You know, long story with that. Long story with that, uh, as in like uh, Rona has shut things down. So yeah, yeah. So you know, one day, one day, one day, one day, my name will change. But until then, it's still Callahan. So finally, Mm -hmm. and obviously, it's been a while since we've done one of these. So a lot has happened, as uh, as we mentioned, both with the wedding and uh, my my book is out there for all the world to see. Yeah. Uh, now, now you can actually buy it at uh, eckhartspress.com and uh just you know if you're if you're a, a total uh tech person and you only want to buy an ebook it is now actually available as an ebook on Amazon. Nice. So if you go to Amazon uh search for uh, for righteous might uh you can find it and I'll actually uh, also have a a link on the uh on the Twitter machine. Uh, to where people can can download the uh, the ebook, so that's exciting. But I, I implore you to actually buy a physical book because we have like a bunch of boxes here at the homestead. So if you buy a book, Keith can sign it, and we can kind of start making a dent in all these boxes. Yes, we would definitely appreciate that. Uh, so you can uh, you can reach out to me about getting a a signed copy, and that will help us chip away. At the uh, at the books here in the uh, here in the office, so I mean, look, Misty, there, there's there's not mm-hmm. that many. I'm looking right at them. There's just six little boxes in the corner. Little boxes. It's it's not that quote bad. unquote. Yeah. So uh, so that's where things stand with uh, with my novel. It's now mm-hmm. available in print form. Mm-hmm. Go to Eckhart's Press and and reach out to me about uh, about getting it signed, and uh, ebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, audiobook is going to be forthcoming at at uh, some point, probably within the next month, maybe. Ah, nice. Uh, uh, I I believe uh, we've we've talked about you actually uh, being the yes. voice. Yes, yes, which is cool. It's been a while since I've voiced anything, so and listen, you get special privileges because you're the hubs. So 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 that'll be fun. So. Uh, how is your uh, how's your comic book coming? Um, I just completed page three of my twelve pager. Um, so it's one fourth of the way through. One practically fourth done. One fourth of the way through. So I'm getting there. I actually started learning Blender too, which if you're not familiar with Blender, it's like a 3D software, um, and that's just to help me, you know, design buildings because it takes place in sort of like a sci-fi future and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it's going. It's going. I mean, it's hard, you know, to kind of, like I said, I finished page three. I'm going to be starting page four. And once I'm done with the 12 pages, because the thing is, with the 12-page comic that I'm doing, it's like this little mini story where um, it's in the world that I created, but not part of the main story. And the purpose for it is to help me kind of get a, like a workflow, get a style, you know, and work all this stuff out. Um, and so that's what I'm doing with it. And that's what's helping me out with like this last page that I did had a lot of screen tones and I didn't really use mm-hmm. screen tones in the first two pages. Um, 
yeah. Is that something you would use before? Just not in, just not in that particular um, book? Sparingly, because um, I really didn't know what, what I was doing with it. So now that I know what I'm doing with them, kind of trying to incorporate some more of that. So, yeah, everything is going along. You can check out my progress with that at Regeneratorum. Don't ask me to spell it off the top of my head. It's Latin. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's that's what I got going on. So hopefully when that's done, then I can start embarking on the uh, magnum opus, as they say. Well, so that's good. So follow uh, at Regeneratorum, common spelling. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for the love of all things holy, buy a signed book so we can get uh, some of these copies of Righteous Might out of, uh, out of the office. Oh, yeah. The Proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you.